Okay, folks, so that's uh, Zoopla's UK House Price Index out uh, just today uh, for November 2021. Um, and they are looking at uh, an executive summary here. So I'll just quickly summarise what's going on and then I'll talk about the detail. Um, strong buyer demand coupled with lower stock volumes um, boosted average house prices by 16,000 in the last 12 months. Uh, this represents a 7.1% rise on average house prices, down from 7.6 in August. Uh, price rises have increased um, homeowners' equity uh, with some 15.7 million homes registering rises in values of £15,000 and more in 2021. Bar demand now easing uh, in line with seasonal trends, but set to build sharply again after Christmas. We're going to talk about that a bit more. Uh, rising household equity coupled with movers looking for additional space will underpin activity, delivering new supply and demand in 2022. So let's quickly take a look at some of the graphs and statistics here that will show us this uh, information. So this is demand activity and supplier uh, demand uh, 2021 versus uh, 2020. So as you'll see here, demand year on year has gone up by 15.7%. That's about 16%. Uh, number of sales agreed in the year compared to last year were up by about 13%, 12.7 to be exact. Now this is right across the whole of the UK. Um, flow of new supply, this is a strong indicator about where we're going in terms of house prices next year, is sitting at minus 9.5. That is the flow of new supply. In other words, there's 9.5% less properties there was on in 2020. And the number of stock of homes for sale sitting at this point in time compared to 2020 is 33% down. Uh, now, to be honest, in Fife, um, we're, we're talking about almost probably about 60% down on what it was at before pre-pandemic levels. That was maybe a year, uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, but since then, the boom's gone and everybody's jumped in. They've started buying like it's got properties going out of fashion. And this is what's caused all this demand here. So let's talk about that in a wee bit more detail. So house price inflation itself um, is up. Uh, by 7.1% overall. UK average house prices have risen by 1% in November, taking the total annual growth to 7.1% from 7.6% in August. Um, they took the total value of the average home in the whole of the UK to 240,800, up some 16,000 compared to November last year. Uh, while the rate of price growth is easing, from the peak in the late summer, the strong market conditions throughout the year have put upward pressure on prices themselves. Uh, with we examine when, it, when we examine the price growth in the region and the sales value, and we'll quickly look at this graph as well. So this is the by region. So let's have a look here. So when we examine uh, the price growth by region and the, the rises in values registered in the last 12 months is larger than that posted over the previous two years combined in nearly every region in the country. Um, so you can see there um, all the way right across the regions, um, starting from southeast, there's the largest. I mean, to be honest, uh, if you're looking at average house price growth, southeast starts off a huge figure in the first place. So if you take it as a percentage of that figure, it's clearly obviously going to be a monetary value, which is a lot more. And hence the reason why Scotland is at the end, because Scotland still remains a very affordable area to live. Um, as opposed to the rest of the areas like London and East Midlands and Wales and that, because they're all down south and they have larger and higher values to begin with. So when you take 10% of that 
it's obviously going to be, um, well, 10% of 100,000 is 10,000, 10% of 500,000 is 50,000. So you can see the difference there. It's 10% still, but it's a bigger value because the original value was higher in the first place. Um, so that's the house price growth by region. Um, the only exceptions were London and Scotland, where the average increase in the value was not matched by that between November 2018 to 2020, uh, climbing with lower rates of annual growth at 2.4% and 5.3% respectively. In contrast, average prices in Wales have risen by 11% uh, over the last 12 months, while in Northwest are up 9.1%. Now, over five in the last year, um, according to the land industry I just talked about the other day, the five house prices in the last year have gone up 14.8%. That's just in five. So how come Scotland has only gone up such a small amount in comparison? Well, I'll tell you in a minute exactly why that is, because remember, there's averages. There's two either side. Homes in Liverpool have registered the highest rate of annual growth in the UK and the cities and Manchester as well. Um, and this is the key here. This is why Scotland's got such a high... Um, such a low, um, uh, high, a low rate of increase. Um, only Aberdeen house prices have registered low price growth than London, with average prices in the city down 0.3% on the year. Uh, the city market is heavily influenced by uh, wider trends in the North Sea oil industry. So Aberdeen is actually on the other side of that. Aberdeen prices have actually gone down significantly over the last year itself. And then when we look at the numbers at the back there, Aberdeen on, 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 compared to November 2020 has actually gone down 2.5%. So then when you look at Scotland overall being up about the 4% level, well, obviously, if that's down at 2.3 and you took that out of the equation, it'd probably jump up to 6 or 7% in Scotland overall with that out of the equation. So the Aberdeen prices have actually brought it down, um, the Aberdeen increases or decreases have actually brought it down quite significantly right across the whole of Scotland. Um, so 15 million, 15.7 million homes are registered for value with a price increase of £15,000 or more. So the Zooplus data also shows more fully how the value of the homes across the UK has changed over the last 12 months. Uh, the initial value of the home will determine by how much it has appreciated. Um, and the chart below, the chart I've got here, shows uh, the scale of the values across the country. Um, so you can see there yourself the number of properties in millions um, across there. Price decreases to no change, um, up by four, uh, around about the, up to 14,000, 15,000 level. And then you've got 15,000 and beyond to the 30,000. So 3.5 million houses have actually increased by 30,000 to 45,000 uh, more. Uh, 3.1 million have actually increased by 45,000 or more. But that's probably down, as I said, because the price of the property was maybe a lot higher in the first place. Um, significantly in the East Nuke area for Fife, possibly in St Andrews again for Fife as well. These are all the bigger increases in the area, all the regional, um, all the um, rural areas um, in, in, in order to, uh, rather than urban. So more uh, countryside, uh, more um, university territory, more farming communities, more fishing communities, more seaside resorts. Uh, that tends to be the value in Fife that actually it's appreciating a lot more because there's more demand for these types of properties. Um, the majority of homes have risen in value, although the properties have registered no change in values uh, or a modest decline. Areas which have experienced a fall in house prices of last year, again, we talk about Aberdeen, and actually some parts of central London themselves. Most homeowners, however, have experienced a lift in equity, which can act as a spur to decisions around making a move. This trend will underpin some activity next year. Um, 
And on the other hand, increased prices can also make it more challenging for buyers to enter the market, although this will be dependent on whether they are where they're located and the type of property they are purchasing. The average price for a flat in London is broadly unchanged uh, from early last year. That's quite an important indicator as well. Um, so approaching the post-Christmas bounce, here it is, the post-Christmas bounce levels. Uh, let's talk about that. So the levels of buyer demand, this is actually a key area to see what we're going, where we're going next year and why prices have gone up so much. And I'll show you this graph just towards the end of this. Um, the levels of buyer demand and sales activity in the new listings have slowed in recent weeks in line with the usual seasonal trends that can be seen in the chart below. So let's have a wee quick look at this chart while we're talking through it. Um, and I'll tell you why this is actually quite an important indicator. Um, so last year, property searches more than doubled after Christmas Day. This is the Boxing Day bounce. It goes absolutely ballistic, uh, the Boxing Day bounce. It, it jumps up and spikes. You can see it there right in this wee scenario here as I'm just showing you on this graph round about here, that's the Boxing Day bounce, and it goes boom, and it starts to go right up in terms of demand. Um, as well as the usual seasonal pickup in demand, we're anticipating that demand will also be fueled by continuing reassessment of the home due to trends that emerging, uh, emerged during the pandemic. These include households wanting more space, an extra bedroom, a larger garden. Um, so you, you know yourself um, that's what's happening, but for anybody that doesn't know, that's what's actually happening. More, more and more people are needing an extra room for working from home. They maybe want the garden because they want a bit more space because they're, they're being isolated a bit more and they can only get out to their garden. People are kind of envisaging the now that we're possibly going into some sort of semi-forced um, uh, forced lockdown, but not really forced by the government if that makes sense. Um, uh, decide for yourself what that means. Um, alongside this confirmation around the changing working patterns for those in the workforce that are office-based employment will also continue to act as a spur for people looking for new property. A recent Zoopla survey actually showed that around fifth of those who said they were eager to move in the coming 18 months said that the new working from home arrangements were a factor in their decision. So around 20% of people are actually saying a new home working are a factor in their decision. As mentioned in the last section, the desire for uh, a lock in property price gains may also spur additional activity. So people actually want to get it now in order to lock in the lock in their gains just now in order to realise that gain itself. The speed at which the market is moving will continue to normalise next year, according to Zoopla. Um, the average time between the property listing uh, listing a property and a green sale uh, for the contract was fifty days in the years before pandemic. So the average price, in other in, in other words. I'll come back to that in a minute and I'll make this point. So the average price between a property going on the market and actually handing the keys over and exchanged um, before um, agreeing the sale, and this was, um, was, was about 50 days in the years before the pandemic. This year it is consistently below 30 days. So in other words, it's almost halved that amount of days in order to uh, basically exchange a contract and, and, and turn over the deal. Um, as the market starts to move to a normal pace, uh, it will be an opportunity for supply pipelines to repair, although stock volumes will likely remain lower than the five-year average themselves. Let's pop back to this graph and I'll show you why there, and I'll, and I'll just show you this difference. So you can see there, um, that purple line there is buyer demand, and this is back to December 2016. So that purple line is buyer demand, and it's all the way, it's down all the time. The, the, the black line itself is sales activity, 
and then the pink line is new inventory. So you can see in 2017, 2018, 2019, okay, um, the number of inventory, there was more inventory, in other words, more properties coming onto the market than there was in terms of sales activity, and then also even in terms of buyer demand. But look what's happened since it hit pre-pandemic, after the pandemic. It's completely changed. So you can see the pink line, which is the new inventory, is actually lower than the number of sales activity, which is even lower than the actual buyer demand. The buyer demand is huge in comparison to the new inventory coming on. You can see that huge difference there where that spikes up. And, it, and, and I think, personally, it will remain in that position for maybe the year to come and possibly even the year after because we can't build enough houses and replenish the stock quick enough in order to do that. Uh, last year or this year itself in the run-up to Christmas, there's been about 8,000 properties over the whole of Fife actually sold. Uh, the previous year, it was around about, um, around about 6,000. The previous years before that, it was around about 6,000 as well. So you can see that huge jump in the number of properties actually uh, exchanging hands uh, because of this. But you can see there, according to Zooplus figures, according to our website figures, we have the same demographic as well. Um, is the uh, the pre-pandemic and the pandemic itself has caused this huge buyer demand. The sales activity can't keep up, and even the new stock coming on in the bottom line actually can't keep up either. So there's a huge disparity in the market, uh, and that's why I think it will continue to boom in the marketplace itself. Average price right across the UK, as I said, £240,800 now. Um, and then, so what are we expecting for the outlook for next year? Well, as discussed in the recent reports, there are looming economic headwinds in 2022, uh, not least rising inflation. Uh, now, remember, in Fife, property prices have gone up 14.8% in the last year. Inflation has gone up 5% in the last year. So if you are investing in property, I mean investing in property, not living in the property, then you're clearly hedging your position and you're actually making a lot more than what inflation is. So it's a good real estate investment right across the board. If you get the numbers right and understand it, um, in terms of your property prices and, and the property you live in, well, it's kind of it's kind of horses for courses, if it makes sense. It's six and a half a dozen because the property you're in just now increases in value. The property you're going to is increased in the same amount of value if it's in the same area. So therefore, you're you're just trading the same for proportionally the same amount of, of in terms of the value. If you're downsizing, then you're releasing a significant amount more capital. If you're upsizing, then you're probably paying a wee bit more capital than you would expect for a property. But next year. I, I, I think that the property prices will continue to rise, so you're better to lock in your your move now than actually waiting for it. If you're moving house and you move for most, everybody will move for their circumstances, to be honest. Uh, if you're moving for circumstances, now is the time to move for your circumstances. Don't wait off. Don't think there's going to be a crash because it's very unlikely that will ever happen. The Bank of England last week, last week made their first represent to the high inflation rates, their first response to it, raising the base rate from 0.1% to 0.25%. The first rate rise in actually three years. Most households have already have home loans and, and, and they will actually be sheltered from the rise as many mortgages are actually fixed rate terms. Uh, however, those hoping to buy a home in 2022 may find rates risen, albeit modestly, given the 0.15% increase in the base rate. Uh, and, and most mortgage lenders have actually factored this into play anyway. So anybody that was taking out a mortgage in the last couple of months is obviously probably that's been factored into the overall uh, scenario. Um, 
Overall, even with another rate rise next year, mortgage rates will remain relatively low compared to the long-run averages, and many households are further protected by the stress tests that lenders are actually been implementing, ensuring that household income can, with, can withstand mortgage rates of 3% or higher than their current rate. So, what you don't realise is since 2016, Neil Bird and myself, um, Neil actually works with Cara Mortgages, uh, we had talked about the stress testing method. Um, every mortgage is actually stress test now on the expectation that um, you can still afford it if, if, the, uh, 3% higher, if it's 3% higher than the current rate you're being offered. Um, so that's how they get stress tested now. And that's one of the standard procedures that banks put in place. So there's a lot more, there's a lot more um, uh, hedging and uh, risk, de-risking um, mortgage um, uh, um, lending uh, as is opposed to the credit crunch where it was a free-for-all. Um, so there's a, so that's what makes me think there's stability in the marketplace. And while property prices continue to rise, which there will be, I don't think there'll be any time soon where there'll be any impending crash because this has all been built into the system since 2016 to avoid this happening. Uh, so even though there were rising interest rates in the environment, they may be a knock-on impact on the sentiment. Um, Zoopla actually expect market conditions to normalise next year in terms of the speed at which the market is moving and also who is moving. So after a busy start to the year, say, uh, supply pipelines will have a chance to rebuild. Um, well, we'll see that in the coming uh, months when we go to the start of the year because I do a weekly update and then also a monthly update which compares in Fife the number of properties actually come onto market to the number of properties actually sold. The only way properties and the supply is going to get back to some sort of normality and build up as a result of that is if the number of properties coming on is going to outstrip the number of properties actually being sold or supply will never recover from what is just now round about 392 properties up for sale right across Fife at this point in time. Pre-pandemic levels, maybe a year and a half ago, they were sitting at 1,200. So it shows you how dramatically that's dropped. So it's going to take, a, and, and even pre-pandemic levels, it was actually quite a buoyant market and prices were actually still moving up and rising. So even if it gets back to that, it will still continue, still continue to be stable as a result. So demand supply imbalance is likely to um, is unlikely to fully unwind, just as the, the Zuplus predicted as well. This will be one factor underpinning the pricing to next year. Um, there will also be more headroom for price growth um, in some of the more affordable areas of the country. This is Scotland. That's why Scotland was back on that chart. As I said, Scotland on this chart is a more affordable area if you pop in and look at that. So you just look at the, the price growth rises in the two years. Scotland's sitting at the end of there because Scotland is a more affordable place to stay. So as a result, there'll be a realignment possibly in Scottish house prices and they might actually go up and then factored into there as well as Aberdeen house prices, which have actually brought that down as well because it's quite a significant area and they actually had negative growth last year. Um, so that's why I believe that Scotland will be one of the areas. And also Fife is a very affordable area. If you look at my show the other day, I did on the 14.8% price rises, uh, Fife actually still demonstrated uh, right across the whole of Scotland. It was in the average price point of the whole of Scotland. So it's still a good area for people to move to and work and invest in as a result of, of the prices being in that, on that same par. Um, forecast for next year, um, Zoopla is actually saying, Slow price, uh, show price growth about 3% overall right across the UK um, and transaction levels down maybe 1.2 million. 
uh, from the 1.5 million this year to 1.2 from 1.5, uh, but in line with the trends over the previous five years. Well, number of transactions probably sold in Fife next year, I would probably predict round about the, maybe the six to 7,000 level. So down from the 8,000 or 8.5 that we're seeing just now, um, but still significantly over what it was in the 10 years before on average, uh, which was round about 5,500 households every single year. So there's still a lot of demand out there and there's still, uh, there's still less supply as a result. And I do think it possibly is a recipe for, for still continuing the market, still continue to be quite resilient and still boom as well. If you've got any more questions on that, please feel free to message us direct. Uh, you can call the office or you can ask us on this post as well. And until next time, guys, I'm Jim Parker for Five Properties TV.